Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Family Recovery Projects podcast. Join us every week to hear about our mission, why we do what we do, and how we can help your family navigate through the turbulence of getting treatment for a loved one. Stay tuned. Hi, everyone. This is Frank. Uh, today, uh, we want to welcome you to the Family Recovery Podcast. Uh, so Jacqueline and I had an opportunity to speak this past week and uh, got into a really deep and rich conversation about the concept of letting go uh, to one of the things that, uh, as a parent, I was uh, always a little bit confused and always trying to figure out what I was supposed to be doing when uh, that term was repeated uh, more often than not. Uh, But after the conversation that we had, I think that we've got some things that we'd like to introduce today. Uh, Jacqueline, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, So I was just explaining, uh, we we did get into a very deep conversation. Um, You know, obviously, it's a concept that needs a little bit of uh, perspective um, as opposed to explanation, maybe. Mm-hmm. Because we hear it, we hear it so much, and I know that me being on the receiving end of it, and then you being on kind of the delivery side of it, and then you're and also in your coaching practice, it's one of the things that we hear uh, very often. Um, and, and and typically, I think that I kind of left our conversation the other day thinking that uh, there were some really g- great elements that we would be able to talk about and introduce to our listeners today to kind of give them an idea of. of what people are trying to tell us at certain times on our journey, especially with, with respect to having a, an adolescent or young adult that's using drugs, uh, whether or not they're in treatment or not, um, because they're going to run into it on websites. Uh, they're going to hear it, uh, you know, on, on, on production you know, programs and things of that nature. Uh, so I, I kind of want to start just by saying that for me, it was really very confusing and then maybe kind of ease into the subject by kind of, letting you explain, you know, what you were maybe trying to get a parent to do. Uh, Obviously, Mm -hmm. the matrix is really wide with respect to what our issues might be at a particular moment in time. Um, But I always felt like I was being asked to let go of something that I wasn't sure of what I was letting go of. Uh, So not to start us in an overcomplicated manner, but I'd like to maybe give you a voice right now to be able to explain uh, why, a treatment specialist might make that comment. Well, I don't know that treatment specialists know what they're telling you to let go of. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately. (laughs) Um, I mean, I, you know, I said that to so many parents and I was also on the receiving end of Um, you just need to let go many, 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 many times being in, you know, the treatment, being in treatment myself and then being part of um, 12 step programs. I mean, that's, you know, if you walk into any 12 step meeting, usually on the wall somewhere, it says, let go, let God, you know? Um, And, but I think, you know, specifically talking about, you know, treatment professionals saying that to parents, um, I think, I think, I mean, I know for me, when I said it, I, I was, my intentions were good um, because usually that phrase is uttered when a parent seems to be in a lot of pain due to their child's actions. 
right? So, uh, you know, usually I would say it if, uh, like on, you know, kind of the initial intake maybe as a parent was kind of coming to terms with the fact that their child was in fact using drugs and was in fact being admitted into drug treatment because, you know, that's not really where any parent plans on ending up with their child. And they would be understandably upset, you know, and, um, and in a lot of pain. And I know that was definitely one situation where I would say, you know, you really need to work on letting them go, them being your child in a way that you can be okay, you know? Um, And I, you know, I can't remember any parent ever asking me, like, what do you mean by that? You know? (laughs) Um, Right. I think, because I think just saying the words, I think to an extent can really let parents off the hook a little bit. Like, you know, you don't have to take responsibility for their behavior. Um, I think a lot, you know, when I used the word let go, that's usually where I was coming from, you know, was you're not responsible for your child's behavior and you're not responsible for the outcome of treatment. And in order to help them find a way to get out of pain, you know, I just wish now looking back, I wish I had worded it that way. Because I think saying you need to let go can kind of come across as this panacea of like, I'm uncomfortable with the pain you're in now. So I'm going to tell you this short thing that you're supposed to be able to interpret and apply to your life so that you're not in pain anymore. (laughs) Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I I felt that a number of times when maybe I was getting a little bit, and I I should preface that by saying that as I went through different treatment centers and different methodologies, the message was always said in the same way, but had slightly different applications based on where we were at and what time, you know, what was going on in our lives at that time. But I always felt like it was kind of a message to me was to like, in, in initially, anyway, because I, I understood so little about how this process was going to play out, was just to kind of back off. You know, when I would yeah. hear that let go, I was kind of like, oh, uh, I guess I, we, we're done with this subject now, I guess. Um, right. Because I never really did get anything beyond that part of it until I was able to ask a question and say, well, are you asking me to let go of control of the process or Right. I need to have some kind of interface with treatment because that's really what I'm asking for right now. What can I do to help? Um, well, no, we, you just need to kind of let go and let us do our job or, you know, let go and uh, deal with the pain that you feel so that you can move forward yourself um, and then kind of put it within that context. But I, I was always kind of like taken aback when I would hear it. It was really it does come across as being something less than, um, I don't know if it's the right word or not, but, but caring and maybe integrated with my process as a parent. Right. Um, because, because, because we had our child in, 
in the middle, you know, actually in front of us both. Um, right. And so I was always really trying to figure out, are you talking to me like you want to talk to me right now or are you talking to me as somebody that's involved with another process that, that in terms of the hierarchy of treatment <laughs> that it means something else? And, right. you know, we well enough to know I, maybe I was overthinking it. I should have maybe at times let it go because there were times that it really did bother me. Because I really kind of wanted to say, okay, well, give me three things to let go of this week or to work on. Right. And then I'll come right. back next week and when we have our, our weekly meeting and we talk about progress, then I can kind of give you an idea of what's happening on my side of the street. Um, obviously, we expect our, our children to let go of their cravings and need and impulses to, you know, want to be using drugs. But I didn't see the same meaning in that saying, you know, and, and it just in the way that I was told. Um, yeah. So I, I think that that part of was was my confusion that we talked about last week was what are you asking me to do? It, because it's kind of a passive aggressive statement to do something without telling you what you have actually have to do. Right. <laughs> At least yeah. for me anyway. And, but I was looking more for specifics. And I think that that's, I mean, there's, there's millions of parents and family members right now that are struggling with this concept. So, you know, whatever right. we might be able to uh, outline, at least with respect to our personal experiences, would, would hopefully be a help. Right. Well, and I think for, you know, I'll speak for myself <clears throat> in that situation, for a 20-something counselor who's never had children to tell a parent they need to let go of their child is kind of offensive. <laughs> you know, because just a relationship that I, I don't know that parents ever let go of their of their child, even when they're adults, they're still their child, you know, mm-hmm. understand it from the perspective of, again, if we're talking about you don't need to take responsibility for what your child chooses to do with their life, I think that's even more specific and respectful than just saying, you just need to let go, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I was really hearing you when we were talking about it, that you felt like it was said to you in that way, you know, in a very like shorthand, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like almost ambivalent, like just, just not a lot of explanation way, you know, that, yeah, you were left going like, what, what do I need to let go of? Like, I don't understand, you know, like yeah, let go of my child. Okay. But how does that fit in with, I need to show up every week for meetings and I need to get all the alcohol out of my house and I need to, you know, like all of the things that parents are told to do when their kids are in treatment it, it kind of goes against saying, and then you need to let them go to me. Right. I think the dissonance that I had was when I would hear it, I, I understood that it meant that I wasn't supposed to to do nothing. Right. You know what I mean? It was kind of yeah. like, you know, letting go has that kind of like this, you know, leave it behind you for now. Okay. I mean, we'll, we can either come back to this later or it's something that you're just going to have to give up today or as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I knew that that required action on my part because it's kind of, like I say, it's kind of a, a, a saying that is implying that I need to do something, but I really, I really did want to have 
a more articulate sense of what we were being asked to do. And we would be in parent group and it didn't matter whether it was, you know, a peer support group outside of treatment or in treatment or even talking with friends and family. Um, everybody has a different perspective of what letting go is. Uh, right. Some were kind of like letting go of the idea that there might be a good outcome based on what I might choose to do, but you should maybe then try this, you know, take the door off their room or, you know what I'm saying? It would lead into some right. really yeah. strange thought process and application. You know, it was like, well, I'm going to let go of the fact that what I'm trying to do right now isn't working um, based on what I'm hearing from different people uh, in different degrees. And then you're working with your expert that is working day to day with your child and it, it just really, for me, was just really a quagmire. Um, and then in the traditional 12-step programs that are tied to spirituality, it got even heavier because I heard, let go and let God. Um, right. And I thought, well, am I supposed to pray to do that? Or how, do, how, how does that work for me? And, and, and not only for me, but for my family. Because I, I had to be able to take that home and try to either model behavior that was going to be doing something that was going to help outcome, or I had to be able to try to explain it. Um, mm-hmm. But because, as you know, when, when our kids are acting up, they, they've told a lot of lies, they've manipulated a lot of situations. Um, so we're still living in a world of betrayal uh, for, you know, for a while. Um, so, I mean, it got to the point where I had to let go of the thought that my kid was going to come home happy and I still might be upset and angry. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't sure, am I dealing with issues in the present today by dealing with stuff in the past or do I just let it go in terms of like not think about it, which is, as we, as for speaking from my own perspective, that was impossible to do. Um, so I did have to work through it. Um, I thought maybe something better was going to be like, maybe you have to work through the issues that you have with respect to dealing with the sense of betrayal that you have right now Mm -hmm. and get to the point where you feel comfortable about letting go of that uh, so that it can allow you to move forward and grow in other areas. But they they were always very curt and very, I I believe, very uh, thought-stopping. And we've, we've talked about before about how a lot of, the people that were working with my son were in recovery themselves. So it was kind of like being told, just let go of it because it worked for me. And right. if it's going to work, it's going to work for your son. And if it doesn't, well, that's his choice. So you're going to have to let go of that too. And it just kept piling on, you know, how many things am I going to have to let go of here? Uh, right. I obviously, I, you know, I wasn't a counselor. I wasn't anybody that was prepared to, you know, you, you try to do the things that you can with your child, but if they continue to make bad choices, um, what is it that I'm supposed to let go of, you know, my child or the way that I'm approaching it? Um, mm-hmm. You know, so, again, it it, it, it gets confusing. Um, but I, I like your definition of it a little bit earlier in the way you articulated the fact that it's something for us to deal with, to let go of some painful memories. Um, at least put them in perspective, I'm not saying that you put them in a box and lock it up and and put it away somewhere. because it's always going to be part of our personal inventory. Uh, But Mm -hmm. that, you know, that part of it is, is something that I think that a lot, a lot of parents really just, we really struggle with the idea. And and then it kind of goes and can go into that 
uh, and, I, and I heard it again at more at one because it's a very popular uh, statement also is, is that um, the little things that I was bringing up were big, where they were big things for me and they were treated as they were little things, you know, in the context of my son's recovery. Um, and so I would, I would hear statements after letting go and saying, well, you know, we really have to fight the big dog in the room. We'll, we'll take care of the little dog later. You know, right. those type of like, justifications. And I'm like, well, what are we talking about? <laughs> um, you know, I just, if I could have something actionable and practical that I can take with me and then use in my day-to-day life and then also use with my family, uh, that would be great. But just tell me a little bit more. So I almost well, got I to like, the point where I thought I, I thought that I'm not going to let go because I right. didn't understand. Right. You know, I was well, like, yeah, right, very I'm, ambiguous. I'm confused. Right. So do you think it is possible for parents to think about letting go in a healthy way that keeps them moving forward without getting stuck with the verbiage? Uh, if the verbiage is let go, is that what you mean? Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think if they ask questions, yes. I think if they do what you did, if they say, what do you mean by that? And how do I do that? That was the thing, you know, when people would say it to me, like, you just need to let go. I'm a very, um, kinesthetic learner. I'm very visual and very kinesthetic. So I, I like to do things. I like to learn things by doing them. And I always had a hard time with that because it seemed so, uh, like, it seemed like this state of being I had to achieve and I didn't understand how to achieve it. You know, there was no, like, I mean, you know, people would tell me to do things like visualize you're holding a balloon and then you let it go, you know, like, I guess there were like visual things you can do and, Um, you know, there were times people had me like write things down that I wanted to let go of on a piece of paper and put it in a God box or rip it up and flush it down the toilet. Like, like those were some of the actions I was told to take in order to quote unquote, let something go. And it, it, that all just seemed kind of silly to me, you know? And I, I do think I don't know. I don't want to make it sound like I think the idea of letting go is is a bad idea or it's, you know, not useful or whatever. But I also think it's important that once again, and and this is what we were talking about when, um, when I mentioned in our earlier conversation, what I do with my coaching clients. So, I mean, I, that's not something I ever say to my coaching clients. I never say you need to let that go. Um, I, I think people can move past, things in their life. But I mean, there are things that have gone down in my life that will always affect me emotionally in some way when I think about them or when I'm reminded of them. And I think that's good. (laughs) You know, like, I think that's what makes me human and in touch with things in my life, because I also want things that have happened to me in my life that are good to still affect me emotionally years down the road. You know, I do want to think back on Um, you know, when I got a really good job and how good it felt, or when I got a bonus, you know, because I'd done really good work. And like, I want to be able to pull on those experiences later on down the road and kind of not relive them, but remember how that felt, because sometimes that can be motivation for, you know, 
healthy action in the future. And I think so can negative experiences, you know, me thinking back on something negative that happened to me or that I, you know, something I did that I suffered negative consequences from, I want to be able to, to reach back and pull on that experience later, say, if the opportunity comes up for me to take the same action, <laughs> have the same consequences, yeah. you know, um, right. I think sometimes this concept of letting go becomes like, you don't care about it anymore and you're over it and done with it. And, and I don't know that that's the healthiest thing. Um, but anyway, I, you know, I regress back to um, working with my coaching clients. So what I will do is if one of them says to me, I need to let this go, that's a conversation. Like I will stop and say, why? Why do you feel like you need to let that go? What does that mean to you? What does that look like? And because I think a lot of times, I mean, I think that that phraseology has become so overused that people will just say it and think that saying, I need to let this go does the trick, you know, or it's a, it's a means of, um, you know, beating yourself up because, oh, I really need to let this go. And, and some way to like have something to work on. Cause we all love to have things to work on, you know, like I need to work on myself and, you know, um, I'm not a huge fan of that either. Um, I think, you know, being aware of yourself is a good thing and taking positive steps in your life is a good thing. But this, like, I constantly have to be working on something I don't think is beneficial or healthy for anyone. But that's a whole right. other podcast. Um, <laughs> but right. the letting go right. thing, you know, I think, I think that needs to be questioned. And I think that needs to be blurred because what if you don't need to let it go? What if there's some unfinished business and you need more information? You know, I, I, I have definitely coached people to look more deeply into something they feel like they need to let go um, because they're, they still don't have any kind of objectivity on something and they're still, it's still hurting them. And to just right. throw a blanket, you need to let that go statement over something is, that's just not going to, that just adds this whole other layer of, you know, self-hatred <laughs> to a situation that if we can, hopefully using a coach or a therapist or a counselor, really dig into it and unpack it and, and take a look at it with the help of someone who's objective and maybe see it from an, in a different light, then that I think is truly quote unquote letting go. I mean, that I think is like, okay, I, I understand this situation now as much as, as I'm able to, and I can use it as a tool to move forward. Yeah, and because I, I know that, that my... it's very different from just let it go. You know, right. And, and I, it's a great point because I know that when I work, I work with parents and one parent will say, well, I just let this go. And the other parent hasn't. Right. And it creates, it creates a different kind of misery because now mm -hmm. you not only have the misery of what your children have, you know, introduced into your life with respect to just the fear and the consequences of, you know, of jail and attorneys and whatever else might be involved, overdoses, um, you know, those types of things that are happening in our lives that um, you then have to start working on trying to bring 
parents and family members together because we all kind of do it in our own way. Um, right. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like I could come home after a parent meeting and say, okay, everybody sit down. This is what I learned tonight. Um, right. We're going to let go of anger. We're going to let go of anger today. Um, that's, <laughs> that's my that's favorite. What I think. That's my favorite. Can I just interrupt for a second? That is my favorite thing sure. when people tell other people they need to let go of an emotion entirely. Right. Because that is, I mean, that is such a setup for failure because we, I mean, we have emotions for a reason, you know, like I don't know, sure. I don't need to let go of my anger. Maybe I need to look at something differently. So I'm not so angry about it, but anger can really, it has a purpose, but anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I, I agree. I, I just think that it was, there were times that it made me feel more entranced about not wanting to let go. Cause I really didn't think that, I wanted to wait for my son to hit autumn. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be more involved in terms of just not the day to day and that really difficult work that happens in treatment rooms, whether it's individual or uh, in a group setting. I mean, early on, yeah, I thought, yeah, I, I want to help try to control this, but you just learned that you got there because things are out of control. Um, but I wanted to make sure that whatever, wherever his bottom was that we would be able to lift it up, you know, in a, in a way. And to me, let go meant that they were just going to go ahead and that I was going to pay to wait. Um, mm-hmm. It maybe it, it probably wasn't intended to be that way, but I didn't have enough other information to be able to balance my perspective about what I was being told. Um, right. You know, I, you know, my son would come home and say, well, dad, it is what it is. And I'm like, right. what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it was almost like that's another way of saying let it go. Right. Because they're all kind of, they're tied together with that kind of group think and that, 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 that aspect of it. Um, you know, my, my thinking was always that, look, you know, we're, we're here for you. Um, we're not going to let you go. Uh, we're not going to give up our hope. Um, it's going to be really difficult. Um, but we can get through this together. Um, but drug treatment just in general has a tendency to be a very individual process for every, you know, abuser that's in there, you know, that's using drugs. So it's right. like trying to figure out how do we get these pieces to fit back together again, especially when you don't understand the message that you're receiving. And mm-hmm. again, you know, we, when we when we talked last, you know, this past week, I think that that was really my perspective in terms of like, it should be something that should be covered when treatment professionals are getting trained to be those frontline people, um, mm-hmm. especially when parents meet with them. Cause as you know, most facilities will make um, a commitment to, you know, to talking with parents uh, at least once a week, maybe more often if you've got other issues uh, or if you sense that your child is doing things that are outside and maybe violating the terms and conditions of the treatment center where they're at. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that you just can't let go of. Um, so right. you're working and working and all of a sudden you're just, you know, on a Friday afternoon at two 30, you're just like, well, you just kind of let that go, you know, right now. Yeah. And it, it really is a very, uh, and, and, and condescending is the wrong word. I just think that we, we don't have this, we're not speaking the same language yet. Um, yeah. and, and I think that that, you know, and, and unless we've got the language, it's going to be something that's understood by both parties. It's, it's, we're, we're not communicating and we're not helping each other. 
um, I was very willing to let go of the process to help my son because everything that I had tried to do didn't work. But I certainly wanted to understand at least having a working knowledge of what was going on because I don't know if my son was being told the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if, if a discussion would have happened about the process of letting go in the big picture on, in terms of what he was being asked to do, what I was being asked to do, and even what a counselor might be having to let go of, it, it, gives, it would have given me a better perspective about, you know, that quicksand that we were in at that moment. Um, you know, so, I mean, and, and, I, and then you hear the opposite, too. It's like, well, if you don't let go of this, this is probably what's going to happen. And then they can get more specific about me being a saboteur or somebody that's not really involved with the system. But it was it was never on a positive side of, of, of the coin. It was always seemed to be to be more a little bit more negative. It was kind of like maybe being told, well, you need to just stop doing that. Right. Um, it's like, well, I, it's hard for me to do that. I still kind of want to talk this through. But the talk therapy wasn't for me. It was for my son. So I had to find different ways to do that. And when you put a bunch of parents together that are kind of confused together, I mean, you you, you might get more confusion, but you might get a little bit of clarity if somebody speaks up. And again, that's one of the, you know, primary motivations that I had when I was thinking about family recovery project and, and even in a predecessor, predecessor since the victims of addiction concept, um, we need to be clear about our communication and because yeah. we talked, we, we've already talked about expectations and everything else. Well, there there has to be some expectation associated with the, with that thought and statement. Let it go, um, because really we have to almost give ourselves a psychological drug, as it were, to numb our feelings to be able to get to that point quickly without having to work through it. Right. But it's going to come back. It's going to resurface. And it will come up at, a, at an inopportune time. Um, and maybe when we're feeling low and our kid's feeling good, and we might say something uh, that might not be the, the most positive thing that they want to hear at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. Um, as I say, I mean, it was really, it, you know, one of the things that I really struggled with was letting go of the idea that my son was going to come home and be somewhat happy um, when we were still carrying the wounds. Um, because we didn't have the resources to talk things through for ourselves, uh, except a hit and miss approach with, you know, the the peer support groups that are out there that are recommended. Um, and, I, and I find it interesting. Uh, I was doing some reading this last week and was looking at the SAMHSA website, and which is a very evidence based, very scientific approach, uh, you know, to measurement with respect to treatment, mm-hmm. and wanting to do a cognitive or motivational process to help our children move away from drugs. And when I, I look at the referral page that they have, and I mean, any, anybody can see it, uh, it's just samsa.gov, but uh, I was struck by the fact that there were nine places that were listed for parents and families to find help. Um, there was only one uh, a group called Smart Recovery that fits the definition of what they're promoting right now. All of the rest of them were all based on traditional 12-step programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like they, we, they speak different languages. Um, because I was being asked in, a, in, in, in an Al-Anon meeting, let's say, or a colon meeting, and they would say, well, 
uh, it's, it's, we're going to talk about loving detachment today. And I'm like, well, is loving detachment part of letting go? Frank, we lost you there for a second. Okay. But yeah, I, I, I was always confused. I was always confused because I, I didn't know if let, letting go meant loving detachment because we right. would get that, that lecture and that process, that talk like once a month. And I don't know, as a as a therapist and frontline purser, uh, a person, uh, is that what it meant? What 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 meant specifically? Is letting is letting go the same thing as loving detachment? Oh 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 oh, gotcha. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think that that's what those two, I don't think those two things are meant to mean the same thing. Um, I think detachment is more of detaching emotionally from a situation. So allowing it to affect you emotionally, which I think is really difficult to do. I think when people say letting go, I think they mean more of like, get over it. Right. You know, like move past it. And I think, I mean, I, I do think detachment is more appropriate for people. I think that them understanding that concept is more, is easier to, to understand and to justify in some situations. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they mean the same thing. I think people mean right. them, want them to mean the same thing, but I don't think that they do. Right. Yeah, because I always thought it was kind of like a shut-off switch when I was talking too much, you know, initially. And what I what, what I learned how to do was to – I had to literally learn how to rephrase how to say things so that I wouldn't get that pushback. Um, th- there were times I thought that maybe letting go was telling me, okay, we've talked about this before, and we, you know, I'm not going to cover it again. Um, or I just want to introduce you today to the concept that it's something else that I want you to let go of. Um, right, and it, it ran a, a very large range of emotional issues that I was going through, and spiritual as well. Um, you know, and just that fact that it was really something that I just—I mean—and and I still, as to this day, and even having our discussion right now, have a difficult time. It's easier to talk about it than it is to write about it, mm-hmm. um, because you, as you're trying to research and write, you, you work yourself into corners where you're kind of, um, you know, you know, violating some very basic, uh, you know, uh, structural logic issues because it's so confusing. It's just, a, it's a very complex set of emotions and, and that, that we're, that we're going through, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, I do get the part that I did. I mean, I, I knew I had to go back and deal with, with my anger. Um, mm-hmm. I, I actually, and I know parents go through this too, and it's really difficult. I mean, it's it's difficult to love your child but not like what they're doing, right? Um, you know, and that requires acceptance. It doesn't require letting go, right? You know, and right. questioning now, now maybe the me questioning whether or not I was able to do it or not. Maybe then uh, letting go concept comes into play where you have to detach from that and put it into perspective so that you can move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, because just like our children, we have things that we have to work through to get to that next step. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes, sometimes we slip and we go backwards 
um, but some people have an easier time of getting back up to that top step again. Um, but we really are on a slippery slope where the messages are so conflicting sometimes that we don't really get enough time to be able to talk them through in a way that makes sense. And a lot of support groups, even within cognitive in, in cognitive programs that I was involved with, we had people that would lecture that were mm-hmm. there to teach us really not only how, what little we knew, but what was going to be acceptable given a clinical definition that was written in some book or somebody's thesis somewhere. Right. And if we went A, B, C, D, E, F, G, that things would probably be okay. Uh, but there was never anything about moving from H to B. And then do we have to cover all the steps in between again to get back to that place again? Um, right. You know, and that's where you kind of hear that, well, we, you know, I thought you'd kind of let that go already, um, mm-hmm. which is not maybe not a, you know, a very strict admonition with respect to what I was trying to deal with again. Um, and then, and then when we have our kids that are relapsing, uh, we relive a lot of those things where we thought we mm-hmm. had not passed that before. And so it's always like, okay, well, I need, I need to let go again. And, and sure enough, that's what you hear again, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, well, you need to let go again because, we're, again, we're falling into somebody's pattern of steps with respect to what I call an adaptation of my son's treatment theory and methodology that's just we become an extension of that. Um, but, again, I, I've never been inside of a, a group meeting or even individual counseling where my son was being um, – you know, worked with to get him to make better choices. So I can't really make that statement, you know, uh, as a matter of fact. I just always wondered, wonder what they're telling my son. Um, Mm -hmm. And giving HIPAA, even if you do have a minor, you you just don't get a lot of feedback about what my son was letting go of. Um, Right. Because it kind of, I always wondered, is is, is he hearing the same thing? (laughs) (laughs) Because I really, I, I thought that my son let, actually let go of us. I thought, you know, for a long time, I felt like he, he had made a decision to let go of his family. Right. And that was that was really, really hard for not only me, but all of us to get over. Because it really made us feel that we didn't have any worth with respect to him right. servicing his needs. and. It was just like, you know, it was the wrong thing to say. I think if we could do anything, maybe we should try to figure out a way to coin a new phrase or a new way of thinking about this for families that are not put in that position. Uh, So you don't have to hear. It really is a very negative um, aspect of being told something, probably for the right reasons, but with the wrong interpretation. Like maybe it's right. Well, and when does where is the line, especially for, you know, a teenager using drugs or just getting sober who, you know, teenagers by nature want to be rebellious and want to be rebellious with their parents. So where's the line between letting go and just disregard? Right. You know, I mean, that's when you say, I think I, I felt like our son had let us go. I think, uh, that's that's where I, I feel like that's not the essence of what I think that saying is meant to bring about. It's more about letting go of 
things within you that are causing you a problem. And I think it can be misinterpreted as don't care about something. And I think for a teenager to feel like what they have to do to be successful in recovery is not care about their families and treat them with disregard, I don't think that's healthy for anybody. Right. You know, and I, I personally have experienced situations where young people are told, you know, let, let go and, you know, detach from your family and, you know, your family is unhealthy, so you should stop talking to them or, you know, only spend X amount of time or only email them. And where that's actually coming from is a desire to control on the giver's part, you know, and, and a desire for them to kind of to become that person's single source of authority and um, parenting, honestly. Right. You know, yeah, and I, and and, I, oh, I did feel I did feel that at times where uh-huh. you, 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 I literally was asked at different times, you know, what are you telling your son? What type of conversations are you having? And right. I didn't ever really feel like they were asking to find out if I was saying the right things. I think they were looking for, for ways to figure out if I was, you know, saying the wrong things based on being a parent. Right. Right. Because, because we don't, because we lack that clinical expertise to be able to do the things and challenge our children. Um, But it didn't matter, you know, for my son, he was, he was in traditional, he was in cognitive, he was in lockdown. He was, you know, he, 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 we, we basically had a sample of the, you know, most of the methodologies that are being in use today. The thing that I always carried with me was that same sense of loss and that same sense of hopelessness. Um, and I, I didn't. I, I really had a hard time thinking that I would be was being asked to to lose that part of me that was going to continue to search for that positive outcome, um, mm-hmm. where we could all find our hope and all find our peace together. Um, I mean, I was willing to be uncomfortable, um, but I wasn't willing to be told what to do. Right. Some type without some type of reasonable expectation as to the practicality of the advice. Right. Um, you know, I mean, you, you know, you know, my gripe with cliches, but uh, they say that maybe <laughs> will be for another day. But yeah. you know, I, I appreciate uh, the talk today, Jacqueline. I hope our listeners get something out of this, uh, even if it is a little more confusion, because uh, you know they can always reach out, and uh, we're here to talk with them uh, to be able to yep. figure out where they're at, what's going on. So, yeah. Know, well, I, I think we're it just goes so. Yeah, we are. We're about. 90 seconds out, but I, I think it just goes to show that what we're trying to create here are conversations, you know, we're not trying to fix anybody or, and we don't by any means think we have all the answers. We have a a ton of experience between the two of us and the, and, and a ton of resources between the two of us. Um, And really what we're just trying to do is start a conversation about, things that I think a lot of people want to talk about and they just don't know how <laughs> or feel like they can't, you know, but right. they have to kind right. of go with the flow and, and, you know, that these are tried and true things. And, and I think, you know, you and I have been able to step back and look at the bigger picture and say, they're not tried and true. It's, it's not, it has not been proven. Our drug problem is only getting worse. So 
if all of these cliches and, you know, treatment methodologies are really working, why is the drug problem not getting better? So, you know, that's why, you know, we, we get on this podcast and we just want to talk about stuff, <laughs> you know, and we want to help you to think differently about it and, and ask questions and, and maybe get a little bit befuddled and wonder, well, wait a minute, you know, I, I, I thought all along this was working for me and, and maybe it's not, or, or maybe it is. And we'd love to hear that too, you know? Um, right. but we just think it's time that there's a conversation, you know, and that somebody starts to say like, okay, if we're doing this so well, why is it not, why is anything getting better? <laughs> you know, cause that's, that's gotta be talked about. So, so that's with that, good. we are out of time. Um, thank you, Frank. This was a great conversation. And as always, if you want to find us, we are at www.thefamilyrecoveryproject.com and you can find Frank at Frank at thefamilyrecoveryproject.com or Jacqueline at thefamilyrecoveryproject.com. We are always happy to hear your stories, answer questions, have conversations, whatever you need. So thank you, Frank. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Sunday. You too, Jacqueline. Great talking to you. Yep. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye.